Hello, I'm Anna Bogutska. And I'm Clarice Lockery. And this is The Next Supremes, an American Horror Story Rewatch podcast. So in this episode, Moira persuades a prospective buyer to make an offer on the house, and Constance and Larry work against her efforts. Meanwhile, Vivian and Luke grow closer. Wow. I mean, this is like a dynasty (laughs) of episodes. So we kick off with a flashback to 1994, and shock horror find out that Larry and Constance were having an illicit affair. This is a lot. (laughs) I know. strong piece of information to start an episode with i know i'd also i don't know about you but i had completely forgotten that that was a plot line well yeah because it just like comes out of nowhere and and it's kind of completely dealt with in this episode we get the whole story so it's like okay I guess this uh, this thing happened so we find out that constance who has mentioned before that she's had several children so addie Tate and now we meet Beauregard and we find her under the threat that Beauregard is going to be taken away from her by social services for the you know tiny thing of her keeping her child chained up in the attic which begs the question why they were threatening this as opposed to have immediately (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the suggestion was that they saw this and they were like, ma'am, this is not good. <laughs> you better not be keeping your child in the attic in, in chains next time we're here because you'll be in trouble. I'm just going to say, like, Constance is, a, is a, a conventionally attractive, rich, white woman. And it's the 90s. So I'm going to guess that has something to do with it. True. That's, that's a very good point. A hot white lady but, privilege. And then she convinces Larry to kill Beauregard so that he's never taken away from her. And I mean, this is terrible, but I gotta say that you kind of have to admire the fact that she has so much power over this man that she convinces him to murder a child mm. in order to keep her happy. Wow. And she's kind of a... a wild character and like it's borderline supernatural the fact that she has this sort of like hold over every pretty much every man she comes across <laughs> hot white lady power i guess for... oh yeah um <laughs> i mean it's jessica lang she does she does look like jessica lang so and on that note the other side of mayhem murder and destruction uh is an open house So Marcy, the realtor, is holding an open house for prospective buyers of Murder House. And we meet uh, one of my, (laughs) I think one of my favorite one episode only supporting characters, Mr. Eskandarian. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who is, I'm just, I think he's the perfect embodiment of a sleazy developer. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's like, he was like created by 4chan, this guy. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like a soulless, 
rich misogynist man in nice suit mm. it's yeah. just like the I mean, archetype he is you gotta say i mean he's not he's not an unattractive man and no. he's played by amir arison who is a frequent guest star and actor on tv he's been on homeland quite a bit he's been in a bunch of other shows um and yeah, i gotta say the incredibly heavy-handed dirty exchanges that he has with moira are some of my best like my favorite dirty moira moments yes because <laughs> she's finally found her audience and, oh, yeah, and she so... has. <laughs> she's going all the way <laughs> I mean, I love the, 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 like, the conversation they have about the pool and, like, him, you know, because, I mean, there's always a sad layer to Moira because even when she's encouraging him to get rid of the gazebo and build a pool, that's, we know that that's mainly because she wants her bones to be dug up and be free of the house. But that's not what Mr. Eskandarian is getting. <laughs> no. Well, it's kind of interesting because... You kind of get you get the impression that Mr. Iskandarian is the man. She's how he's how she, she sees every man in a way mm -hmm. because he is just like the outrageous, <laughs> just like you know, completely ridiculous level of misogyny, and and so I think that's why their relationship is is so interesting because like finally her actions click in a sense it's like it mm. makes sense mm. like her actions with all the other men have been really strange because they're not participating yeah like her image of all these other men doesn't quite match up to the reality of what they are but then finally she meets a man where her image of of men actually matches up to what she sees in front of her ben is like yeah a shithead but he's not like He's a man of layers. <laughs> well, here we see like the full, like he is, this man is the living embodiment of misogyny. And so it's like finally getting to meet yeah. that in person. Because she keeps trying to draw out, uh, you know, the most terrible basest instincts and in all the men around her. But Eskandarin is the only one who actually responds because that is actually who he is. He is just a dirtbag. Yeah. But even so... <laughs> There is there's a little bit of um of sadness there because she kind of does believe that he is going to build a pool, and actually because he's just a sleazy developer, he just wants he just wants to bulldoze the whole property, and build a parking lot over it. So she'd be doomed either way. Yeah, and the Tiffany glass, and be destroyed. Oh. <laughs> Larry also shows up to the open house, and. There are some fantastic comedic moments between him and Marcy and Vivian because they don't know who he is. Although I kind of get the sense that Marcy does kind of know who he is. Oh, maybe. Oh. Because presumably she would have sold him the house, right? Wait, do we know that or did she? How long has she been working with this house? I don't think we get that information. But they're roughly, I mean, I'm assuming a lot here but you know they don't seem to be vastly different in age no and you'd imagine that realtors have like work by parts of the city by kind of areas true 
So maybe she has like a vague recollection I mean, that this man is familiar. Hmm. That's a really interesting observation. Because I think that explains, like, her reaction is insane because <laughs> she gets out a gun. Yeah. And everyone in the room is like, hold up. <laughs> uh, that's a lot. I think this episode really shows us the fact that Marcy is a very prejudiced person. Yes. To put it mildly. And flat out of her mind. I mean, she's a full she's Karen. A, she's a big old Karen. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I will want to point out one detail I do like in this scene is when um, Larry takes mm. a, a biscuit fist, like a full fist of biscuit. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that's what crossed the line for Marcy. <laughs> him going... There's a lot of moments of Larry in this scene that I enjoyed, but um, I will come back to them a little bit later. We get another Vivian sex fantasy. And it's a weird one because it's with hot security officer Luke, Ben, and the rubber man. Kind of all at the same time. Yeah, because she's trying... So she's trying to... She's masturbating, which I like that she this makes so much sense for her character that she like lights a bunch of candles. She's in her like lovely silk nighty. She puts on some jazz, which is I, it's like I don't know. Maybe I'm revealing a lot about myself. It's like a lot of effort. <laughs> like she's putting so much. No, it does. No, it. it makes total sense. <laughs> it's she needs to set the scene. Like, she does the same thing with a bath when she draws herself a bath. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the candles, the outfit, you know, the the bedding needs to be the right one. Like, there's a whole lot of preparation for a wedding. Yeah. I think that just, it just is very revealing about what kind of woman she is, I think. <laughs> yeah. But it is, um, it does get quite creepy quite quickly because there's a lot of intercutting in between all these different men mm. and kind of you know obviously you know we knew from dot one that she is incredibly attracted to luke and then there's a the really complicated feelings about her husband and then there's a rubber man who at this point she thinks is is her husband as well yeah and it's interesting because it's obviously we know the rubber man there's something weird about the rubber man because we saw him um kill the previous homeowners so mm -hmm. yeah it's i don't know that it seems interesting because it's it's is, is this in her head or is this the rubber man like coming to to mess with her head you can't you can't quite tell i kind of think because of the it's shown in a confusing way but i think i read it as being in her head i think it's her fantasizing about Luke because that's the the bit that's most extensive you know and it's like more it's like the sexiest yeah bit. and then it starts getting a little bit trippy and it's very Rosemary's baby as well like in the previous episode we spoke a lot about kind of how that previous episode Peggy Peggy made the the relationship with Rosemary's baby kind of very apparent yeah and this is also reminiscent of the um, of the the rape scene in Rosemary's Baby, where Rosemary can't quite 
tell whether she's dreaming, whether she's awake, whether it's John Cassavetes, whether it's some sort of demon thing on top of her. And it's that like cross cutting between all of these different faces and kind of um, hands and limbs and stuff that makes it very confusing. Yeah, maybe that's why I thought that. That's a really good point that I think that's why it doesn't seem like a a, a straight like fantasy or, or something inside of her head it seems like that mm. there is something a little supernatural and strange to it or at least they're trying to suggest that maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah no i th- I think you're right i think that is kind of the point the fact that she's not she's not herself even if her even in her thoughts yeah so then we see vivian and marcy go on the murder tour again I mean, this is like, what, the third time that Vivian goes on the murder tour? She's making them so much profit. (laughs) (laughs) And we hear more about Nora and Charles Montgomery. And (laughs) out of all of the subplots and flashbacks of this season, I think this is my favorite one. It's it's pretty... A lot of things happen in it. (laughs) The start of the flashback is sort of where we left off, basically, that um, we know that Charles has been putting the little tiny deer hooves on the baby. And so Nora naturally assumes that Thaddeus is dead and and she mourns about the fact that they now can't have an open casket funeral because of what Charles has been doing. And... And Charles comes up and he's like, no, come upstairs and come into the nursery and see what I've been up to. Uh, (laughs) But we are so we don't we actually don't see what's in the nursery, which is very interesting. So we kind of still don't know what exactly Charles has done, but we see her go in and, and she looks and the cradle is empty. And then we sort of cut back to her coming downstairs and she's got claw marks kind of on her her cleavage area and yeah (laughs) she's like yeah well done Charles you did it you turned our baby into some unholy monster that clawed little left tiny little claw marks on my boobs and I tried to kill it and it didn't die so I'm gonna kill us both now because you have driven us into a dead end morally and you know on all levels was that a good explanation of the seed (laughs) that's a beautiful explanation and i'm just thinking poor baby charles like he's such um such a such a little flop and there's a lovely uh line (laughs) which is um one of my favorite lines not to skip ahead but one of my favorite lines of the episode is when he she's telling him like i'm i killed it or i tried to kill it and i'm gonna kill both of us now and he's like no but i finally succeeded at something (laughs) (laughs) oh that's sad that's really sad it's very sad oh Lauren charles yes the perfect couple and from one perfect couple to another we see Constance reunite with Larry in the basement, which is, as we know, the most romantic place in the murder house. 
where all the good dates happen. Yeah, everyone keeps meeting in the basement. What's happening? <laughs> like, what did you make of this scene? Because she is so vicious to him. And it works, I thought, so well in parallel to the first scene of the episode, the flashback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... I, it's, I guess it's the idea that she sort of used him and discarded him. And, and that is sort of her... What she does is that she she gets these men gets what she wants out of them and then goes no thank you don't want you anymore and and tries to humiliate him and make him feel as small as possible and and when he mm. and she says oh you're, you're like gas station roses so cheap so disgusting why would you bring me those it's yeah it's completely over the top she just enjoys being cruel to him. Yeah, because I guess there's like there's no reason for her to be nice to him anymore. Mm. Yeah, he's just like a little tiny piece of trash to her now. He's like, why, why are you not in the trash can? Yeah. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> there is one one really good piece of directing, I think, in in that scene in particular. So Larry, half of his face is severely burned. And they're in this scene he kind of emerges from the shadows and as he's taking all of this abuse from her he still sort of looks at her with so much love and desire and there's this one shot where he's kind of framed the side of his face is framed but it's the side of his face you know it's the one that's not marred with uh, burn marks and it's like this that he tells her in full you know Dennis O'Hare earnest performance like i love you constance and it's this i thought it was such a sweet and subtle way of kind of showing us the old larry the larry that he still sort of sees himself as and how obsessed he is with her yeah but obviously that's not the way that she sees him it's one of those moments that instantly explains his entire character i feel like the show does it a lot it will withhold a lot of information until one episode and then you, you get this sort of flashback dump and you go oh i understand i understand larry now i mean he doesn't magically justify mm. all his actions but you can see that he's you know a man who was obsessed broken sort of given up his entire humanity for this woman and gets nothing in return mm. and you go well okay well that would shape all of his actions throughout every single episode we've seen before and we also find out the fact that it wasn't actually him who murdered his family and burned down their house. It was him when he when he told his wife in a really, really cruel, matter-of-fact kind of way that he's in love with Constance and he's leaving her and their children and they should move away, and he's going to move Constance into the house. His wife sets herself and their children on fire in front of him. Yeah, yeah she just gets up from the dinner table where they've had this conversation, leaves. And then, yeah, the, by the time he's gone upstairs, the entire nursery is on fire. Which I'm guessing, has it always been the... 
uh, the one thing I I don't know which rooms has been have been used for what over time because is this the same mm. nursery that Thaddeus was in and whose bedroom is it now? I it's definitely not Violet slash Tate's bedroom. Yeah, I think it looked a little bit like the master bedroom, so the one that would have been Constance and her husband's. Or actually, maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe it is Thaddeus's, you know, children's bedroom. Yeah, I just wonder whether they're trying to, like, create these links throughout history. Like, I don't know Mm. if that's intentional. I think they definitely are. They are, at least with, like, Constance killing her husband in their bed when she caught him with Moira. And definitely between Tate and Violet and Tate dying in the room that Violet now occupies. Yeah, that's true. We see Constance have another scene when she visits Mr. Eskandarian in his house to try to convince him in a really polite Southern manner to (laughs) not bulldoze over the house because, you know, history needs to be preserved. What did you make of that scene? I mean, (laughs) I think you nailed it when you said Southern way because it's the it's just the the passive (laughs) aggressiveness of it all and she goes on this whole spiel about i'm sure it's not true about california being virgin land and that everyone was coming and putting down Mm. their plots but now we're just you know we're building on top of each other's lives and it's this completely like epic romantic idea of of house construction (laughs) which is strange Mm. because i don't know why in her brain she thought that was gonna work did she think do you think she do you think she was convinced she was going to be successful or did she know that this was going to backfire i think she was convinced she was going to be successful and i think it's because as we see in the way that she treated larry in the 90s and in the way that she treated him before in one of the previous scenes she has always been a woman who held that power over men And she still does to a degree. And she definitely thought that she could do the same on Eskandarian. But he is such a absolutely soulless developer. I don't know why I keep mentioning the fact that he's a developer. I mean, that's kind of what he is. He's motivated by money. Yeah, absolutely. He's so, you know, He's not going to change. He's not going to be seduced by Constance. He's not going to be seduced by the idea of history. He doesn't give that any value at all. So there's nothing that she can offer him outside of money, which she doesn't have, that he'd be interested in. And he's so completely, you know, unfazed by it. And in her world, that's incredibly crass. But it's also the shock that she has absolutely nothing to barter with in this in this scenario because mm, he said there's three reasons i deal with women sex money or making me sandwiches and he says something about slapping ham yeah he says like Un- <laughs> unless you're gonna go to the kitchen and slap some ham between two pieces of bread you gotta get you gotta get out of here I, I, that's why i compared him to like fortune he's just like the internet's he does seem like he came out of the internet. Like he's so ridiculous in his in his misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know where this whole like sandwich thing came from, but the fact that specifically he uses that line, I feel like is you're like, oh, he's that guy. <laughs> I feel like he's not into 
you know, cooking or high cuisine. Like, I don't think Eskandarian is a foodie. Let's put it at that. No. No, he probably just has steak all the time, right? All those people just have (laughs) steak every day. Like, unseasoned steak. (laughs) Slab of meat. Just season it. No vegetables. Yeah, just raw. (laughs) No, maybe like a potato. A potato. Also raw. (laughs) Oh my god. Man. The food of men. (laughs) There is though one final scene which I think we should discuss, which is when he comes back to visit the murder house. Yes. And he has another sexual encounter with sexy Moira. But probably in one of her best scenes uh i mean there's no elegant way of putting this so i'm just gonna say it like she seduces him again and bites his dick off yep yep bites it clean off (laughs) which which is kind of funny because like that obviously wasn't (laughs) that's not what kills him because tate then then um, suffocates them with like some kind of plastic thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a group effort. Yeah, but her doing that was just like the little like flare on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think you know, and I, I, I relished it for her because he offended her. Like he promised her a pool, and she found out from Moira that he was just gonna bulldoze the place. So it, you know, it's hurtful. He lied to her. Yeah, and he's a massive creep. Nom nom away, Moira. <laughs> Be with you. There's one one scene I think we haven't discussed, which I really like, which was when Const. I think it's right before that scene where Constance goes to visit Moira, mm-hmm. and um, she they have that this, that quick exchange about oh, uh, you missed a spot, and and Moira snaps back. <laughs> Oh well, so have you. You've been crying. Good. I just like that <laughs> yeah. little exchange. Constance, because Constance then reveals to Mora about the the fact that um, the house is going to be knocked down, and then there's that really sad point when she she says, "Why do they always lie?" Because she actually had faith in a single man and it backfired. It's just like oh, Moira. Anyway, sorry, I wanted to mention that because I just like that little scene. <laughs> that is a very good scene. So shall we move on to our section? Yes. So top top quote of the episode. What's your favorite? You would th- I I'm torn between two. I'm going to go for the the one that I think maybe you haven't picked which is when uh <laughs> Nora says if mother could see me now polishing my own silver. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> thought you might pick that one <laughs> what's your second one uh well it's how deep would you make it i like it deep <laughs> which is obviously a moira line yeah. <laughs> yeah that whole exchange is magnificent my favorite is actually a larry quote when he is at the open house and marcy is being so rude to him and he goes full 
serious. Like, sometimes I wonder if I knew how much I was going to be shunned if I'd run under that burning school bus to save those children. Now this crudités is making my mouth dry. Crudités. That's really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good pick. Oh my god. And that is that is like when he stuffs his hand full of biscuits or whatever and just stuffs his mouth full of nibbles and like pours himself a glass of wine and just leaves. I love that's just such a power move. Mm-hmm. I guess do you want to do your MVP of the episode? Because I think I just revealed mine. <laughs> I do I do have one more quote though that I think I just have to mention. After Moira bites off Escandarian's manhood. She has this exchange with Constance, who tells her, you know, after all these years, Moira, I have finally come to appreciate your oh, talents. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> She's so mean. It's, 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 a, it's such a mean quote. It's so vicious. Like, it's all covered up in, you know, backhanded compliments and stuff. And oh, I love her. Anyway. Who's your MVP of the episode? Larry, just because the biscuit thing. <laughs> you have to be in a real like position of power to be like, I'm going to take a full fist of biscuits, this glass of wine, these crudités. Thank you. Good day. Like, I wish I could do. I wish I could just walk into an open house, eat all the food and leave and be like, have a nice day. Not buying this house. You don't do that? Not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this revealing your secret hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you with Larry because also in that exchange with Marcy, he also whips out legislation, and he's like, you know, everything you're doing right now is in violation of the anti-discrimination law, and she like instantly freezes up and pu- puts her gun away. Yeah, he's very powerful in that scene. Like I. And we do get a naked man moment, sort of, sort in of. this episode. No but. You don't see much, but Vivian's fantasy about Luke, before it gets really weird and creepy, is actually quite hot. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what's right. You, you don't see much, but, like, what you do see is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I realized I didn't. I hadn't figured just, out how to end that sentence. It's nice. <laughs> you just see a little bit of shoulder. Yeah. You see some hands, and you're like, I mean, sure, Vivian, sure. I mean, it's either that or Escandarian, and frankly, no. Yeah, no, he doesn't deserve to be. He doesn't deserve that. His actions have barred him from being part of this. Should I do my insensitive historical reference of the week? Yes, please. Okay, well, it's when they're on the murder tour. This is the second time the murder tour (laughs) has done this. Because every time they go on the murder tour, you have to start the scene with them looking at some other murder uh, or location of a murder. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, this time it's O.J. Simpson, so... There you go. Which, of course, Ryan Murphy then made an entire series about the OJ since he was... Yeah, American Crime Story. Yeah. And to be fair, American Crime Story, uh, the OJ case, is incredibly sensitively dealt with in that series. Not here, though. Yeah, because I think it's just, you have, like, the creepy horror music playing and and they drive up to the house and it's like, here is where Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldwyn, like... But their last hours, woo. 
And Marcy has that horrible line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where she says, like, oh, like, I, this is, I love this because it proves that someone will buy any house no matter what horrible thing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this side of a horrible double homicide and one of the most infamous court cases in American history gives me hope. Yeah, feel great. <laughs> oh, she's really if there's a villain, that's the thing. In sometimes I want to root for Marcy because she gets she gets bullied quite a lot by everybody else, but then she has episodes like this where it's like Marcy, you evil <laughs> soulless woman, what is wrong with you? No sympathy for Marcy. So I think we've covered everything. What can we expect from the next episode? Well, in the next episode, the man in the rubber suit is unmasked, while Vivian begins to question her sanity. Interesting, yeah. Quite explosive revelations next episode. But we'll be back mm -hmm. next Wednesday dissecting another episode of American Horror Story Murder House. In the meantime, send us your thoughts on Twitter. I'm at Clarice Lou. And I am on Anna B. Demented. I like it deep. And then there's a shot to Marcy and Vivian. <laughs> just like staring at them. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Miss Kandarian. <laughs> <laughs>